Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Raising Saints, an AM820 production designed for parents who desire to raise the saints in their life. And now, Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt. Hello and welcome to Raising Saints, the show for Catholic parents. I'm your host, Katie Wyatt, and you are listening to AM820 St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Here on Raising Saints, we talk to teenagers about the topics that matter most, and then we invite you, parents, to listen in on our conversations. And we hope and we pray that in listening and joining us, you'll gain insight, wisdom, maybe even a little bit of courage you might need to have these conversations with your own wonderful Catholic sons and daughters. So we thank you for joining us. I'm very excited about our guests today. Let me introduce them real quickly. We have with us Katie who is a student at Columbus School for Girls and a parishioner at Church of the Resurrection. Hey, Katie. Hello. (laughs) Katie's new. She hasn't done this before. She's amazing, so I'm super excited to have her. And then we have one of our old returning friends, Jenna, who is also a parishioner at Church of the Resurrection and a student at Columbus Academy. So welcome back, Jenna. Thanks. All right. So today, um, so I want to pose a question to our listeners, right? So have you ever felt... Like, you're the only one with morals and values. And, like, the rest of the world is going in a totally opposite direction from where you're going. Um, I'm guessing the answer is yes. I'm guessing this is sort of a common experience. I don't know, Jenna and Katie, have you experienced this? Uh, We were just talking about that um, because we go to schools that are kind of outside of our church community, and they're not Catholic schools, so... We definitely get a lot of that in our school communities. So, A lot of different lifestyles, a lot of different opinions, a lot of different values. Yeah. And and do you ever feel kind of, can? I think it can feel sort of isolating. Like, why am I the only one <laughs> who thinks this way or feels this way? Do you ever feel like that? Yeah, I mean, I've definitely felt that at my school. Um, a lot of people there are the kind of people who believe science and religion are mutually exclusive and it's a very academic environment so science kind of always gets put first and so in that sort of community I do sometimes feel like I'm alone in thinking that I can believe in all the science stuff and then also really believe my Catholic faith and that the two don't really conflict with each other. And would you say that you said the science stuff gets put first does the religion stuff even get put anywhere? Not really, no. No. It's it's kind of the elephant in the room that we don't talk about. I think I've had one teacher who's like actively brings it up and it's in my astronomy class and the what he brings up when he brings up religion is saying that he doesn't want you to know his religious views. And like that's the what he's always saying and I think that's the only teacher I've heard talk about religion <laughs> and he's not even talking he's talking no. about the fact that he doesn't want to talk about it yeah okay so well I, th- I wanted today to for us to talk about how to stay firm in our beliefs even when the rest of the world sort of seems to be in opposition because i don't think we're alone in in this struggle um i think it's probably a pretty common struggle for christians so in, in just sort of in a general sense what are some beliefs that you have that seem to be culturally unpopular I think for me modesty is a really big one um, 
I'm the kind of girl who likes going shopping and clothes and all that stuff. But especially recently, I've had a really hard time even just going to Easton with my friends that there's not a lot of clothes there that are even the kind of thing that I feel comfortable trying on because they're so far out of my modesty standards. And and, and so are your friends who are shopping with like, what are you talking about, Jenna? That, yeah, you like, can- that's not so sure. Right. That's fine. Yeah. Because I think a lot of them think they dress somewhat modestly, certainly don't think that they're showing everything. But I think like Catholic religious level modesty is very outside of cultural norms okay what about you katie any any beliefs that you feel i'd say the one that comes up the most is probably when it comes to the well i guess too like when it comes to partying and dating because um they don't people don't see when i have a problem with like going out and turning up or whatever (laughs) like they don't understand like why i think that's a problem morally even like they don't understand that and then with dating if i like put my input like because we always have girl talk we're always talking about boys at csg and we're when people are talking about like what they're doing with their boyfriends and i try to put my input like when they ask advice and i say something about like not having sex or just being decent with each other that's kind of shocking to them do you think do you think you're in the minority or may, do you ever this is for both of you do you ever feel like maybe you're not in the minority but people are afraid to say what they really believe or do you think you're in the minority I think I'm in the minority <laughs> I think there's in like the group of people who I'm around there's probably three other Catholics and I mean there's 40 people in my grade and I think there's five of us who are practicing Catholics in my grade and so when you are talking to people, it doesn't definitely feels like even the people who are generally good people, they don't have the same understanding of where you're coming from morally or anything else like that. So it does feel like we're in the minority. I think more than being afraid to say that they agree, people are afraid to agree. Um, I know a lot of people who I think would really like to have loving relationships and not live in a culture where sex is the norm and kind of expected if you're in a relationship with someone you really like. But since it's so much a part of our culture and such something that you're told to accept and that maybe you even have to accept to be able to be in the dating world, I think a lot of people are afraid to oppose that and stand up to it. That's a really good perspective. Right. They they might not even know that they're opposed to it because they've been formed by cultural norms. Exactly. Yeah. Do do you, are you ever afraid to say what you really believe? Do you ever find yourself in situations where you're like I'm not going to voice my opinion <laughs> right now? Sometimes. Um just like random times in class something will come up or in a conversation at lunch and like I don't like when I've when one of my friends was dating somebody for a while and they were telling us like what was going on and I wanted to say like are you sure like you're making good choices or like I generally just tell people make good choices but there's sometimes like it's hard to go say anything more than just like it's hard to say why that you are like looking out for them it's hard to say like 
this is like morally wrong like it's hard to tell people like exactly the truth is that the same for all so i can see that in regard to like sex because that's a really long conversation (laughs) that starts with genesis basically you know and if you only have 30 seconds to make an impact it's really difficult to encapsulate that but but there might be other situations. So the other one you talked about, Jenna, was modesty. The other one you talked about, Katie, was like partying. Is it easier to sort of pull people into a discussion about values depending on the topic? Uh, I think it does depend on the topic somewhat. But I think sometimes the bigger stuff is easier to talk about because it's further away from your daily life. Like, I've had some great conversations with people about things like abortion and the death penalty because those aren't really things that are personally affecting us right now so much. Whereas with modesty, that's actually (sighs) something I have a harder time like talking about because it's sometimes harder to say like, hey, I want to dress a certain way. And I think sometimes people take it really personally and get really offended because they feel like, you're insulting the way they dress or the standards they have for themselves. Finger pointing almost. Yeah. And another thing is I think like it is hard to talk about, to explain yourself morally when, especially if people have an idea of like your personality. So like if you're involved in a certain like group, like if you're involved in theater, you're not supposed to be super religious or something, which no one from our church, everybody's super involved in theater. (laughs) But Like, that's how it is in my school. And so, like, when I say something, they don't want to hear it because they kind of I feel like they have a view of who they want everybody in the group to be. And it's just hard to say, like, oh, I am not pro-choice. Like, I think abortion is wrong. Things like that. It's hard because it's hard for people to hear because they expect something and then it's not what they're getting. Mm. I get that all the time just because like just because of the people I'm friends with like I'm uh, like just because of the groups I'm in at school and things like that. Right. So do you think in general our culture encourages immorality or do we encourage morality? It depends on this topic. I'd say with when it comes to high schoolers and dating, they encourage immorality. But when it comes to like doing good, like donating things like that or like cert- like community service things like that we encourage morality so i think when it's like not it's not nec- when it's more of a personal thing like you're making your own choices that are supposed to benefit or hurt you people have encouraged the immorality but when it comes to like the community as a whole it, uh morality is encouraged i don't know i think our culture mostly just encourages doing what you want and doing what seems like a good idea right now or what seems fun right now. And sometimes that is doing good things. Like, I don't know, I personally love like going to food banks and stuff and helping people. I really enjoy that. But I think it also includes a lot of stuff that is immoral because we kind of live in a world where if it's something you want to do... You have the right to do it, whether it's something you should be doing or not. Yeah, I think we also often use this standard, like, as long as you're not hurting anyone, 
Yeah, I hear that a lot. Yeah, and then we don't stop to think, well, I don't know, am I hurting? Like, am I hurting anyone? What does that mean? Like, socially, what are the ripple effects of my actions? Yeah, that's yeah. definitely. Oh, yeah. Do, is for you, for the two of you, you already sort of touched on this, but is it difficult to live by your own moral code when people around you are not? Uh, I'd say it's gotten easier as I've gotten older because I've understood my moral code more, like, through church and things like that. I've understood why, like, I've always tried to, like, I've always, well, for a while I just saw what the Catholic Church was saying as rules, and I've kind of moved and started understanding that it's not just rules, it's more than that, and since I've gotten it more from rules to becoming my set of morals, I guess, it's been a lot easier for me, and it's been a lot easier for me to, like, not want to not be, like, annoyed when I'm not the one party and things like that. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I struggle with that all through high school, just being annoyed with everyone else rather than, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Katie, just um, going off of something you said, you said you've moved from seeing the church as as a set of rules to a moral i don't remember exactly how you said it but no. how you want to live your life and your moral code and your how did, how did you make that i think parents would be interested to hear how you made that progression um it well it, it's been it, i mean still a progression but like um understanding that because i know for like when you look at somebody in eighth if you t- try to tell an eighth grader like don't have sex, don't drink in high school, like, all these things, they feel it as rules, especially if it is coming, like, if it's coming from, like, youth group and you're telling people things like that, they see it as the church setting rules. But the more that, like, we talk about it in youth group and the more I've done, I've read on my own and prayed on my own, you have, you understand that, like, the commandments or anything else, they're not a set of, they are a set of rules, per se, but, like, it's all for love and it's all so we can become closer to God and become stronger in our faith. Like, and we had a conversation about this. We started a Bible study at my school and we had a conversation about like what it means to be a Christian. And that's kind of what it goes along with because it, for some people being a Christian is just saying you're a Christian, but understanding that what a Christian is, is supposed to be like, knowing loving and serving the lord and understanding that instead of a set of rules is has made it a lot easier and i've i mean i've heard this from people at uh different retreats we just had the live the life retreat which we talked all about that kind of thing and um going to nc national catholic youth conference i've gone to sessions about that kind of thing so it's really just having a deeper understanding of the faith that's shifted that Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, In middle school, I never talked about my faith. If I was in a situation where it seemed like that was kind of going against the group, I'd just kind of keep my mouth shut and listen to everyone else was saying and nod along a little bit. Um, But as I've started getting more involved in church and really learning what Catholic teaching even is and where it comes from instead of just what the rule is, it's been a lot easier for me because like we have our youth catechism, UCAT and reading that some of the more controversial sections, I've really been able to understand why we believe what we believe and why it makes sense to believe. And then it's easier to talk about it and defend it 
and even just own with confidence, like, this is what I believe and it's not crazy or judgmental or whatever. It's coming from a really valid place. Do this question's for either one of you. Do you ever feel like there was one point? This is off topic, but I'm just really curious about this. <clears throat> there was a point at which you could have rejected the rules or embraced the rules. Did you ever come to sort of a fork in the road in that regard? Or were you always sort of pushed toward, no, this is my Catholic faith. This is this is what I want to believe. I'm just going to explore more deeply so it doesn't look like just a set of rules to me. I think I did at the beginning of my freshman year. Um, that was the point where it was around time for me to decide if I was going to get confirmed that year or not. My parents really left that choice up to me. They said they were fine either way, whatever I wanted to do. And... I was kind of changing my church friends. Some of the people I knew were graduating or leaving or whatever. And so I kind of remember in those first few weeks of freshman year doing a lot of thinking because my friends at school were starting to have these parties. I was friends with some upperclassmen from band. So there started to be like invitations to more things like that. But then there was also the whole confirmation journey opening up. And I definitely chose to get confirmed and make a lot more friends at church and really dedicate my time there. But I think I also could have chosen the other way at that point if I had wanted to. Anything you wanted to add to that, Katie? I'd say mine was freshman year, too. And I did not want to get confirmed freshman year. And I told my mom that and she basically said I didn't have a choice, which I'm glad she did. (laughs) But... (laughs) um. At the time, it seemed like I was still in that mindset that there was just these arbitrary rules being set if you were in the church and, like, the best way to get away from them is to not have be a part of the Catholic faith at all, which is not even, like, remotely the right answer. And so I think I did have a point there. Like, it seemed like I, I, I had always been brought up to, like, this is what's right, but I didn't see why they everything was the way it was and so I thought it was easier just to walk away from it and I'm glad my mom didn't let me so see so right now our listeners are so frustrated because Jenna your story is my parents left it up to me and I turned out great and Katie your story is my parents (laughs) told me I had to go and I turned out great so well here's the thing though my parents when I was little church was not optional um Like, as a little kid, they made me get up no matter how firmly I pretended to be asleep on Sunday morning. (laughs) And I was not happy about it at the time. (laughs) And, you know, got me through creed and reconciliation and all that. But then as I got older, they kind of started to give me choices after they had already established the base of this is what faith is. This is a good thing. I think they still would have probably made me keep going to church on at least a most weekends basis. But by giving me the reins a little bit, I think I adopted my faith totally as mine earlier than some of my friends did because it wasn't something I had to do. They pushed me towards the choice, but they didn't. They let me make the choice so that it could be my choice. And it may well be that, Jenna, your parents knew which direction you were going to (laughs) go. 
And Katie, your parents knew which <laughs> direction know. you were going to go, and they just had to, you know. I think my parents probably knew that, like, I didn't actually want to, like, not get confirmed. I was just, like, trying to rebel. Mm -hmm. I was having a lot of problems freshman year. So, like, I think they saw, like, I was, I always loved going to youth group. I had a really great group of friends in youth group, and I still do. And I went to the National Catholic Youth Conference freshman year. I had gone on our um, Urban Gospel Road the summer before. I went on as many retreats as I could. So, like, I really enjoyed being a part of everything. I just, like, had decided that this wasn't for me right. for no, like, particular reason. Like, when my mom asked me to say why, like, I didn't have a good reason. So I think that's why my parents, they knew what I really wanted. They just, they just had to push me there. Okay. Well, thank you both for sharing that. I think that's such <laughs> valuable and helpful information. <laughs> okay, let's get back sort of on our topic. We're talking about just moral norms and how sometimes when we feel like we're the outsider, you know, and everybody else is doing something else um so comment on this quote do you think this is true or false friends who want to remain friends shouldn't discuss politics or religion false <laughs> um <laughs> it depends on your friends it depends on your friends <laughs> i think i think that's false but i think if you can't discuss those things and you don't want to be friends with those people anyway oh okay so. that's kind of related to my false um I think there's a lot of people who I couldn't stay friendly with if we talked about those things because it would cause too many problems. But I also don't think that I could be close friends with anyone or really have a friendship unless those were things that we could talk about, whether we agreed or not. So related to that, is it possible to, to be good friends, real, true, authentic friends with people who have dramatically different opinions morals values beliefs than you do i think so um as long as you're both willing to see where the other person's coming from one of my best friends is orthodox jew and so like i've tried i've been like spent the past couple years like learning all about like what the kosher laws are and things like that and like she she like has come to church with some of our other friends before like it's so, like, we might not have the same religion, but, like, we can appreciate each other's views and understand each other's morals. And, like, we have a lot of respect for each other and each other's faith. So I think it is really possible to have different views and remain good friends. But if she's Orthodox Jew, her values are probably very similar to yours. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, I have one really good friend who's staunchly atheist. Um but we're both pretty confident in our position and we both understand that the other one's pretty confident in their position. So we've had great conversations about a lot of morality issues that we're on total opposite ends of the spectrum about because both of us aren't really looking to change the other and aren't really looking to offend the other. So, but secretly, are you looking to change your atheist friend? <laughs> not really, because he's not atheist because he's a god hater, a religion hater, or whatever. He just, in his heart, really doesn't believe in God. And it's something he's thought about. And we just kind of have to mutually respect our differences and respect that we're going to disagree on a lot of things. But we can still be friends. 
So your friends that you have that you do who do share your values and who do share your beliefs, where do you find those friends? Are they all church friends or how how do you find friends who share your values and beliefs? I look for cross necklaces. <laughs> <laughs> Although nowadays that doesn't yeah. always mean anything. <laughs> Most of my really close friends who do share the same values are from church. Um because of the type of because of the school I go to is so diverse, and I think Jenna has the same thing for the most part. And but we also have a joy club, which is a Christian Unity Club. So like I've gotten involved in that since sophomore year, and so not everybody in there's Catholic, but like they still have the same views. And so like I do have another group of friends. You just have you have to be willing to talk about it to find people with the same values and. Once you figure that out, it gets a lot easier. I have found that if I say in a public place in a group of people, like, I'm Catholic, mention going to youth group or whatever, I usually find someone in that group who's either Catholic or some similar sort of Christianity that shares a lot of our values. But it's kind of taking that step of being willing to assert, like, I am Catholic, I believe these things, even if you're not sure that the people you're talking to are going to agree. What Do you know, can you recall what role your parents have had in helping you feel secure about, about just that thing, Jenna? I'm Catholic, this is what I believe, and I can boldly profess that. Did they model that for you? Did they... I mean... Mine didn't necessarily model that so much, but even with other things than faith, they very much raised me that if I believed in something and had my reasons for believing it, that I should own who I am and not really let anyone else mess with that. Well, we're about out of time, (laughs) but I want to thank you both so much for sharing so openly and so articulately. I think it's been a really great information, I hope so, for for you listeners. So you've been listening to Raising Saints on AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt, and let's close with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, we love you, and we praise you. We thank you for our faith, which guides us. We thank you for the opportunity to witness, the opportunity to share. We ask that you give us courage, um, that we may be bold in expressing our beliefs, and expressing truth, and expressing our values and that we may be surrounded with people who lift us up and support us in this. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. Until next time, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Bye now. Raising Saints is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt are available at stgabrielradio.com. Then he sunk to